Let's open in prayer this evening. Father, we thank you that we can gather this evening. We thank you for what you've been doing this Lord's Day here uh, at, at our, in, within our church family, with the worship, with the meetings, with the missions, with uh, Constitution and bylaws, and, and we're just excited to be here uh, for this, this final hour of corporate gathering today. And it's a joy for us to have Jason and Rachel Meredith with us tonight, and Thank you for the blessing they were with the missions committee a few minutes ago, and we look forward to hearing what your gospel is doing there in Okinawa at Maranatha Baptist. And, and uh, so we're excited to be here, and we, we want to not just be informed, we want your spirit to have this freedom of recruiting other workers, too, as we hear from yet another one of our missionaries. Thank you for your presence with us in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, welcome, and for the public reading of Scripture this evening, I'd like to ask you to open your Bibles to Psalm 110, 110. It's one of those psalms that the psalm writer, and this one is David, it's where he references God's rule over the nations. It's like Psalm 2, it's in that same category of our God reigns, and you just need to deal with that if you're one of the nations. And uh, our eyes are lifted to the nations this evening as we anticipate hearing from our missionary uh, in, in Okinawa, Jason and Rachel Meredith. And uh, it's a different nation than ours, but it's so true, and you're going to hear how the gospel is bearing fruit there, and people are coming to Christ and, and under the, the lordship of, and, and kingship of Jesus. So I've chosen this short psalm just to, to chart us down that path this evening. Psalm 110. The Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand, until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. The Lord will stretch forth your strong scepter from Zion, saying, Rule in the midst of your enemies. Your people will volunteer freely in the day of your power. In holy array from the womb of the dawn, your youth are to you as the dew. The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind, you are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. And we know from the New Testament this is what's quoted with reference to Jesus. Verse 5, the Lord is at your right hand. He will shatter kings in the day of his wrath. He will judge among the nations. He, he will fill them with corpses. He will shatter the chief men over a broad country. He will drink from the brook by the wayside. Therefore, he will lift up his head. There's a lot in that psalm of the majesty and the conquest of God over the nations. And one day that will be brought to a consummation. But until that day, we've been tasked, as we were talking this morning, and we're going to hear it tonight, we are tasked to be kingdom people. We're tasked to be believers, New Testament disciples of Jesus, impacting our neighborhoods all the way out to the nations with the gospel. So that's why we're grateful to be able to partner with the Meredith as they are taking the gospel uh, to, the, to Okinawa and, and, and not just having a presence there in that nation, but also ministering and, and evangelizing our servicemen that are over there on assignment. So it's an exciting, exciting time for us to hear this, this evening. So Jason, you come, and we're looking forward to the time with you. Good evening. Uh, to be honest with you, I find myself in quite a dilemma. 
this morning, several of you came up to me and you said that you would promise to give me financial support if I end early tonight. At the same time, pastor said, if you go an extra half hour, I'll double your support. <laughs> so if I could get one more person who would like to pledge support, we can end early tonight. So does anyone want to do that tonight? Okay, pastor, we'll go along tonight. <laughs> well, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Jason Meredith. Uh, some of you know me as Rocky. That's one of my nicknames. Uh, born and raised in Ypsilanti, and I have a history of Calvary Baptist Church. Uh, when Calvary was, Christian Academy was around, I went over here in this back hallway for kindergarten and preschool, and then the old Walnut Building for first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, and then down there till I graduated. I came to church here a few times. Uh, we had a youth group over there called Youth of Flame. And you know, quite a few of you just from church and from school. And just want to say thank you very much for your support and prayers over the years. It's greatly appreciated. We do feel them. And thank you very much. Thank you for still having church Sunday evenings and Wednesday evenings. It's, it, churches need to do that. A lot of churches go away from that. But uh, keep those open in the evening services, and you'll be blessed. We're going to start off. There's uh, my family there. I have a wife named Rachel. My oldest daughter is Lydia. She is eight years old. My middle child is Candace. She's six. My youngest girl is Lydia. She is four. And my newborn son, Titus, he is about eight months old. And that's us in Holland, Michigan. We were able to go up there for a little bit for the first time in June. So we had a nice little vacation up there. So to get a little bit of information about uh, Okinawa, so some people don't all know that much about it. Okinawa is a prefecture of Japan. It's under Japan's uh, um, government. It's part of the Ryukyu Islands. It's a bunch of islands south of Japan, and Okinawa is the biggest island. Okinawa is, do you want me to go lower or higher with my button here? Got some feedback. Okinawa is at its longest, 70 miles long, and at its shortest, 7 miles wide. The longest would be about 15 miles wide. It's 466 square miles. If you compare that to uh, Rhode Island, Rhode Island is 2.6 times the size of Okinawa. And if you're familiar with the uh, Hawaiian Islands, it's about the size of Kauai Islands. And the Kauai is 1.16 the size of Okinawa. So it's uh, fairly small. To your left there, those islands in the middle, those are the Yushu Islands. And right in the middle there is Okinawa. On your right-hand side there, you'll see in the right corner, there's Okinawa. That's what it looks like in the green there. And it's right, right across from China and Taiwan, um, below Japan and South Korea there. A lot of people ask, what's the economy of Japan? Uh, 
not uh, anything big, any big uh, manufacturing. You have a lot of people do their fishing, tuna's a big thing out there. Uh, they have their sugarcane fields, they do a lot of sweet potato farming, they have their rice fields. I would say the biggest economy they have is tourism. Uh, they have a lot of people from Japan, Korea, uh, always come over there. Some people say that Okinawa is like America's Hawaii. It's a place to vacation and a good place to um, go and um, be a tourist of. They have a lot of Americans there, so they cater to a lot of the Americans. Population as of right now will be about 1.45 million on the island. Uh, the religion, the or ancestral worship, uh, it's not heavily seen. Maybe about once or twice a year, you'll see the people, they take time off work, and they'll go to the tombs, and families get together, and pretty much just have a picnic, remembering their ancestors. It's nothing huge. Um, some people may be Buddhist, but it's no, no big, not, it's not really visual, like you would see in Islam, or India, or even here in America with other churches. It does have a lot of American influence, uh, we have a lot of American food over there. They have a lot of Starbucks, A&W, KFC, McDonald's, uh, Domino's. 7-Eleven just exploded in the past few years. I don't know why. Um, but they like places like 7-Eleven. Uh, people go there for their lunch, breakfast, and dinner. So they have a lot of food there, um, not just snacks. So sometimes people say, hey, what do you do for dinner? I'm going to 7-Eleven. Uh, have Baskin Robbins and other food like that. Uh, music, they have their Japanese music, but most music I hear out in the public is American music. Uh, you go to a store and you'll hear the American songs, like the top 20, the pop, the R&B, and stuff like that. We were at a nice um, uh, vegetable store, and run by an old couple, and they had some music playing but it was not edited. You could hear all those uh, unedited words and they just don't know what they're listening to. They think, oh, it's American music, it must be good, it's popular, so let's listen to this music. And the stores have a lot of American products. Um, you can go there and just see that they're wearing the same things you and I are wearing. They do have a t-shirts with a lot of uh, English on them. And a lot of English does not make sense. And I, I asked when my students who's uh, open now and said, why do you guys wear those shirts? And they say, because it's America. We want to be like America, good old America. So they want to be like the West. And if they don't know what the shirt says, it has English on it, and that's good enough for them. And a lot of those shirts, it's, we laugh at them because it just, they don't make sense. You can see the top left there is one of our malls. This mall is uh, uh, probably about uh, 10 years old now, and it's uh, five levels, and it's just, just a mall. Uh, you'll, you'll go there, and you'll, it's nothing different than what you guys have here when you're big malls. I know a lot of your malls are closing nowadays, but over there, it's always packed. Uh, people are always shopping. I'm not sure how they get all the money. But every day seems like it's Christmas. People are always shopping. To the right is some cane fields. Uh, down below are two types of tombs they have out there. 
The left one would be a real old one. It's all concrete. And the right one would be a newer one, which is more marble. And I, you would just see people on the time of worship. They would just go there in their cars, get out, and just sit and sit at the uh, tomb there and fellowship. That's what they do. Uh, a lot of those ones on the left there, uh, you'll be going on a nature walk, and behind some trees and woods, you'll, you'll see one out there. It's been all covered up, taken over by um, vegetation. So some of them, uh, some of them are really big. They'll be as big as this whole stage here. And but those are nice old ones. Most of them now are the small ones like you have on the right there. When I first went over to Okinawa, I served at Okinawa Christian School International. It's an English-speaking school over in Okinawa. And all the education is English-based. They get the same curriculum some of your schools have. Uh, all the kids who go there have to speak English. But 90% uh, of the kids were unsaved. And that was our ministry, um, to witness to them. The kids who went there were either Americans who could not get on base, so they had to go to our school, or they were just uh, Japanese people who wanted an English-speaking education. So they would come. We would have some who would come down from, uh, the mom and the kids would come down from Japan just to go to our school, and the dad would stay up in Japan to continue working. So that's how much they put on education. The father didn't mind being away from the kids as long as he got to work, make money, and hopefully the kids would get a good education. And the majority of the kids would all go back to the States to get their college uh, education. And I was there from 2010 to 2019. 2019, the Lord called me to uh, start ministering and serving with my church. I started attending Maranatha Baptist Church back in 2011. And it's just, as you can see on the right, it's just like a church here. We have our, our chairs, we have our um, songs up on the wall, we have our podiums, uh, we have our choir. And if you walk in, you wouldn't know you were in a different country. And uh, church there, our church is just a big cube. Uh, but on the inside, it looks really nice. So some of the things that I do over in, at the church, one of my main things is custodial work. I make sure the whole church and the school side of the church is uh, nice and clean. I've taken on the young care, yard care duties because we have one guy who was doing it, but uh, he uh, PCSed or he moved on to his next duty station because he's military. So I've taken over that. Any light maintenance I can take care of or whatever the church would have me do. I was, uh, we live in an apartment right across from the church, so I walked to church every day. And one night I got a call at uh, 10 o'clock at night, and there was an assistant pastor who lives there as well. He told me to go to the next apartment, uh, unplug the uh, dryer, we're going to get a new dryer in. So if I have to work at 10 o'clock at night doing stuff, that's uh, so what I do. Uh, Rachel, she does whatever the church needs her to do as well. She does a lot of babysitting. Uh, she'll watch kids throughout the school day so teachers can work or other married couples can work and she watches over them. 
during the church service, create busy on the church side, just serving whatever area they need. Uh, we're care group leaders. We have about uh, eight to ten of the families that we keep in contact with throughout the church and just uh, try to minister to them, meet their needs, let them know what's going on in church. Uh, we're part of the lunch team. At the, every morning service, there is a lunch upstairs for our single GIs. And because they need a meal after the service, uh, we give lunch for them. Uh, we are part of the team that does it every fifth Sunday. And there's other teams that do the first Sunday of the week and second Sunday, third and fourth Sunday. And that's a ministry that the single GIs, they love that ministry. It's a, a good time for them just to have a good meal, uh, ask questions about the service, um, talk to them, and I get more information about them and see how we can better help them meet their needs. Rachel is a nursery worker. Uh, whenever they need her to work in the nursery, I bus drive every Sunday. I drive a half hour down south, pick up some of our Filipino people who go to our church and bring them back and Sometimes I got to take them back after morning service, and I'll come back and take them again back after the evening service. So I get quite a few miles on the road on Sundays. But it's enjoyable. The people who come on my bus route, they very faithful. They in the choir. They um, do and in the nursery. They uh, teach Sunday school. So it's very important that we get to go pick them up. Rachel and I have been doing junior church for the past five years. And it's uh, um, been fun for us and also good for the kids. And I also do usher, greeter. Uh, one day my assistant pastor came up to me and said, hey, can you run the sound system? I said, no. He said, well, let's teach you real fast. I need you to run it for tonight's service. Uh, count money, um, substitute Sunday school teacher if you need me to teach. Um, I'm one of the guys on the substitution list. There's just me doing some cleaning around church. We have uh, on the left, I'm cleaning out the air conditioning filters. And then on the right, we have a very small hill that I got to weed back because the mower won't go up and down it. So that's always fun. I uh, blew out about three shoes this past summer on that hill because my shoes are old and I, uh, they just fell apart on that hill. I have to use cleats going that hill too because it's quite slippery. Our church has a very small school and there's only about 40 kids in the whole school from kindergarten to seniors. And all the kids who go to our school also attend our church. That's part of the uh, uh, agreement per se. If you want to come to our school, you gotta attend our church. And though we have few exceptions. So most of these kids, they see each other six times a week, Sunday through Friday. And most classes are between three to four kids. So it's pretty small. Uh, we use the um, Abeka curriculum from Pensacola Christian College. And when you're a K4, K5, you have a teacher. And then when you get the first grade on up, your teacher is a video teacher. And the teacher in the classroom is just there to observe and answer any questions that you may have. So uh, the kids, they do a pretty good job. Um, 
watching videos all day. And they, they all get a good education. They took some, these, some standardized testing this past year, and most of them were average to above average, so the education is going quite well. And because they are familiar with uh, Abeka, a lot of them, when they graduate, they go to Pensacola Christian College because it's the uh, um, same type of teaching, same type of education. We had four seniors this last year graduate, and all four of them are at Pensacola right now. Well, during the school, I teach PE uh, one class a day. I do that at the end of the day for first grade till uh, sophomores. And in the right bottom corner there is uh, one of my high school classes right there. And the left is uh, my elementary class. So I do uh, high, uh, junior high and high school on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays, I'll do the different elementary classes. And as you see right there, our um, PE area is our parking lot. So we have our PE right there and the parking lot there. I also substitute, and again, since it's just um, video teaching, I uh, just got to sit there, put in the video, and press play. Sometimes they have a the uh, kindergarten teacher needs uh, a substitute, but the principal is very gracious to me. He won't have me to teach those little kindergartners. He'll have someone else do it, and we'll just rotate, because I don't want to be with those kindergarten kids all day. Our church is made up of, um, I would say, 80% Americans and the majority of them are either in the military as military members or they are contractors who work with the military. We have the other 20% are either Okinawans or Filipinos. Uh, we get a lot of Filipinos coming over to Japan in Okinawa so they can uh, get a better, better pay and better work because there's not much paying work for them over in the Philippines. So the majority of our teachers in our school are Filipino. And they actually do a really good job. Um, they're very um, good servants, especially the younger ones. They all sing in the choir. They all do um, teach in the school. They all do Sunday school. They do all the decorating for different events. And all very, the Filipinos are a very, very good community. And so our thing is to reach out to the military as much as possible. We have uh, um, there's a group called BIMI. It's a mission agency called Baptist International Missional, Missionary uh, International. And they have a big presence over at our church there because a lot of our pastors in the past and our current assistant pastor, he's a BIMI missionary. And BIMI, part of their... Um, one of the mission groups is purposely to deal with military missions. You, know, you have some that have an Africa group, maybe some Asia, some South America. They have one group that's the specific goal is to go out to the world, to the U.S. military, and to administer to them the best they can. And uh, that's uh, what we do. And we do a good job. We have uh, a lot of people who come to our church, they get saved there, they start serving there, and when they leave, a lot of them, they become missionaries themselves. 
uh, one of my care group leaders, um, he is now a missionary to the military in Italy. Uh, so a lot of people, once they uh, leave our church and retire, a lot of them go right into military missions. And it is a, a great ministry to be part of. Uh, it's a great joy to be with our military people. They're, they're great people. Um, I know you guys uh, love them and support them, but for us to be able to be with them every day is, is a great thing. You know, we get to have our Veteran Days and Memorial Days and Fourth uh, of July's. They mean even more for us over there. We really celebrate those days. Uh, we really sing the songs. You see the guys in the left there. Um, they'll come in and they dress blues and, and dress up. Uh, all fancy for those days. We'll sing all the Marine hymn, the Air Force hymn, the Navy hymn. Um, all those hymns we'll sing. And uh, to see those, especially those Marines, we sing the Marine hymn. The Marines stand straight up and they're proud of that song. They go, hoo-ha, and it's uh, uh, good people. One of the things, uh, one of the ministries in the church is the single GIs going out and reach out to them because uh, it's uh, a tough life for those single GIs. They're away from family, away from friends, away from good Christian influence. So a lot of them, they just uh, fall apart once they're in the military and away from home. So we go out and we reach out to them and uh, try to bring them in the church. And uh, we have a group that uh, one of our deacons is in charge of. He's in charge of the uh, GIs. And uh, he does a really good Sunday school class with them. Throughout the week, he tries to contact them. They have their own little get-togethers where they um, do different activities. And that's a, a really good ministry they have. Every Sunday before the evening service, we have a prayer time with uh, the guys. Uh, just guys want to come for evening prayer. And we always get an update on how those guys are doing and who we should contact and who we need to uh, pray for more. Because that's uh, that ministry, for G uh, single GI ministry has been around for years. And we actually have a guy who, who's been in the military for a long time. He started off as a single GI in 20 years ago. And he, he's back at our church now. And he said back then that the ministry has saved my life. I got saved here. And now he's back at our church. He's serving. His wife's serving. And they're both great Christian family. So it's the little things you do if you're serving. You don't know what's going to happen 20 years down the road. You're, if you're serving the church, you don't see anything happening. Just keep serving. Because uh, God's working our hearts. And who knows what's going to happen years down the road. So we uh, also have on uh, Thursday nights we have a uh, church visitation, and we uh, first we focus on visiting all the visitors we had on Sunday morning, and we'll have groups go out and visit them. And if we can't visit them, we either go uh, door knocking or passing out tracts to different people. And if the on base is kind of restricted, you can't just go uh, door knocking on base restrictions, you can't really do that, so that's kind of a little difficult thing. It's actually more free off-base. I can, I can door knock on a local person's door, and I can give them a track, and nothing's going to happen, but uh, on-base, there are rules that you, you can't do all that. Um, years ago, when you could, I was told that we had uh, probably five or six um, 
maybe six passenger buses going out and bringing people in. And, and then they uh, start shutting that down. We can't get our buses on base to pick up people um, like you would. We can go and pick up people who want to come and try to encourage people to come. But we can't really go in neighborhoods and say, hey, um, little Johnny, little Susie, do you want to come? Uh, so that's one of our things we're uh, trying to work through right now. But we get a lot of people coming in. I'm not sure where they all are coming from, but it's not uncommon to have two or three visitors every, some, uh, every Sunday. And it's definitely not uncommon to see two or three people sa saved every Sunday. Just through the Sunday morning preaching, um, people are getting saved. Uh, we have altar calls every service, and people are coming forward, and they're getting saved. And We'll be up at the uh, lunch after the morning service, and our pastor will come up and say, hey, so-and-so just got saved. And for us, it's, when you don't hear someone getting saved, it's kind of like what's going on, because you get so used to people getting saved, and it's, it's, a, it's a good uh, problem to have. Uh, so for us, it's uh, not uncommon to have someone saved and someone get baptized. The Lord, he's really working. And uh, salvation just comes because of the Lord. You just be the tool, and he'll use you. And uh, that's what he's doing over there for us. I think my next few slides are um, the first one. I have four more videos. Uh, first person speaking will be our uh, intern pastor. Our last pastor resigned uh, back in October, and we have an interim pastor. He uh, was on military missions out in Spain, and then his wife had cancer, and she passed away, and then he came over to help us out as we were in search for pastor, and he's doing a great job. People are still getting saved under him. People are still joining the church, even though he's just our interim pastor, and our church is still on fire for the Lord, even without a pastor. Sometimes I forget that we don't have a pastor just because he's doing such a great job for us. My name is Chris Parker. I'm the interim pastor here at Manatha Baptist Church in Okinawa, Japan. Uh, I want to say something about Rocky and Rachel Meredith. Uh, they're uh, serving here with us at Maranatha Baptist Church. They're a very valuable part of the team, uh, very involved in so many of the ministries and uh, just irreplaceable in many, many areas. Uh, we appreciate them and their children, and uh, they're doing a great job. Uh, uh, I don't know what we would do if we had to replace them, and uh, both of them are involved as well as the children in so many things here. We appreciate you uh, helping them out, and I highly recommend their ministry to other people if they would be uh, interested in supporting someone. Uh, thank you so much for helping the marriages. We appreciate your help. Thank you. So right now, as I'm away, uh, we have about four teenagers taking on my job. So he said, when I come back, I have about two months of work to get stuff back in order. Uh, this next one is the uh, assistant pastor and treasurer, principal of the school. He's a retired Air Force guy, and he's been with the military missions at our church for probably over 20 years. Uh, he's a great resource. He 
very good for us, encourages us. He's, uh, him and his wife are the, pretty much the grandparents, they're our daughters, and uh, we wouldn't know what we do without him. My name is Al Alsace. I'm an assistant pastor and treasurer and a principal from Maranatha Baptist Academy. I've known Rocky and Rachel since about 2013. When I first met them, I couldn't remember their names. I just called them R&R. &R. Uh, they've been a blessing here. They've come to work uh, full full time here with us in 2019. And we just, we just love them and uh, just want to praise the Lord for them and thank the Lord for them for bringing them here. Uh, for allowing them to stay here on Okinawa and to come to work here at Maranatha Baptist Church. We love you, Rocky and Rachel, and your daughters and your son. We love little Titus. Amen. Uh, next one will be one of our deacons who's been a very uh, dear friend to me. Um, him and his wife came over to Okinawa to do a contracting job, and he came with him. He's retired. Uh, Air Force as well. He was also a military um, in the missions for a while. He was a um, pastor up in mainland Japan for a few years. And his wife came over here on a five-year contract, which ends, I think, in October. So we're really going to miss them. And uh, he's one of my uh, guys I go to with uh, advice, questions, and prayer. And this very, really great guy. I'm Brother Danny Corporu, a deacon at Maranatha Baptist Church in Okinawa, Japan. I would like to share with you a brief testimony about Brother Rocky, Sister Rachel, and their precious family. I've known them for nearly five years. They serve in numerous ministries and are absolutely amazing. But most importantly, they are very loving and kind people and selfless servants of the Lord. They would do absolutely anything that they possibly could to help anyone. We love the Meredith's and plan on keeping them here with us until the rapture. Yours from Okinawa, Japan, in Christ, Brother Danny Corker. And the last one is our uh my former pastor, who was pastoring for Maranatha for the past five years. He was also BIMI uh, military missions. He came back to the States back in October for some health issues, and he's hoping if God allows him to, to continue being a missionary overseas, his hope is to come back somewhere in uh, Japan, be a missionary. Um, I did receive one of his letters, though, his prayer letters, and uh, my former care group, uh, leader of my care group, uh, who I told you was uh, um, in Italy now, he needs to come back to the States for five months, so my former pastor is going to go over to Italy and be the pastor over there and fill in for the next five months. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hi. Pastors, churches, friends, uh, we are Ed and L.V. Navarro, missionaries to the U.S. military, and I have the privilege and honor to highly recommend the Meredith family 
for your prayers and financial support. Baraki, Miss Rachel, and uh, their children are a blessing to me and my wife, Elvie, and to all of Maranatha Baptist Church. We've known them uh, since 2017. Uh, I was um, their pastor and LB, the, their pastor's wife, and um, they are loving, uh, blessing, and uh, reliable and dependable. Uh, Bro Rocky is a teacher in Maranatha Baptist Academy and the Meredith family, faithful members of Maranatha Baptist Church in Okinawa, Japan. Bro Rocky not only teaches in the uh, Maranatha Baptist Academy, uh, he teaches different subjects, different classes where he's needed. He's also a physical education teacher, PE teacher. He's also a custodian. But most of all, he's a faithful friend and uh, fellow church uh, member in Maranatha Baptist Church. Whatever uh, we need, uh, the Meredith family is very supportive and helpful. They help in different ministries, Miss Rachel. Uh, helps in the uh, ladies' uh, ministries and also uh, uh, helps in the academy in the lunches. And their children are a blessing too. Uh, you couldn't find um, a better uh, friend, uh, fellow servant, and um, faithful brother, sister, and family in Christ than the Meredith family. I highly recommend them for your prayer and financial support. They are truly a blessing. Thank you very much. This is Ed and LV, missionaries to the U.S. military through Baptist International Missions Incorporated. God bless you, dear folks. Bye now. Well, that's my presentation for this evening. Thank you for coming tonight. Um, Pastor did say if I do it in early, he will give a Sing for us, so Pastor, if you want to come sing for us, you can. <laughs> oh, no, you got to stay up here and sing with me, man. Come on. <laughs> thank you, Jason. Well, thank you for that report. It's good to have you back. I know your your uh, family is glad to have you here for such an extended amount of time, and and uh, and you have quite a bit of family here tonight too to give you a hard time. I understand so. Well, thank you for coming this evening. We're going to get out just a little bit earlier and get you into your evening. But uh, as is our custom, when we have the privilege of having a member of our missionary family here with us, uh, just connecting with us again and updating us, uh, we love, as a church family, the opportunity to collect what we call a love offering. And, and, uh, and this is a, over and above our normal giving here at the church, but we want to be a blessing to this family. Uh, the Meredith. So we'll have at the doors there as you exit, if the Lord's putting it on your heart, um, uh, two offering plates. God's be holding those offering plates. and Or you could uh, put your contribution in the offering um, box by the information center. If you do write a check, write it out to CBC and on the memo line put Meredith Love Offering. And uh, again, it's been a good day here at Calvary Baptist Church. So glad that you're here. We had guests here with us this morning and this evening as well. So we pray for the seed of the gospel to bear fruit. I'm going to ask one of our deacons to come and close us in a word of prayer. And if you would stand with me, please. I'd like to have one of our deacons, who's also the father of 
our missionary this evening, um, Rocky. Uh, Mark, would you come, please, and, and uh, would you folks please stand as we're dismissed in a word of prayer, and Mark will we'll pray for us and close out our Lord's Day. Shall we pray? Our gracious Lord and Savior, Lord, we just thank you for today. Let me thank you for the word we heard, uh, their ministry here. And Lord, we just ask you to continue to bless them. We thank you for the ones who give the testimony and what they do over there and how they're working for you, Lord. We never held on to our kids. We wanted them to serve you, and that's what they're doing today. And Lord, is there anyone here today, whether they're young or old, that they will become a missionary? They have people in their 70s joining the mission field over there. You're never too old to serve the Lord. And we want to finish well, which is our biggest thing, Lord. May we finish well in what we do. Be with each and every one of them. Be with our, our son and his family. They fly back a week from tomorrow. We ask you to give them traveling mercies. May you continue to bless uh, Maranatha Baptist Church over there. May they be able to get a full-time pastor there. It is difficult sometimes to, to get ones in foreign fields, but, Lord, with the one who's there now, the gospel is given out. People are being saved, and people are being baptized, and people are joining the church. And for the military, Lord, I know how difficult it is when you're away from home. Been there, done that. And, Lord, it's so easy to walk away from the Lord. But the, we ask you to be with this church that is an outreach for these young men and women that are, are serving our country today. We need uh, them more than ever than we ever had before. Thank you again for tonight and for the word we heard and for the encouragement. Will we continue to hold us and other missionaries up in prayer? And we ask these things in your name. In Jesus' name, amen.